Hey everyone, welcome to the Shameless Podcast. I'm Srinidhi. I'm Hanya. I'm Abby. I'm Dylan. I'm Emily. And we are the founders of Shameless. Hey guys, it's Dylan from Shameless here. In today's episode of the Founders series, I'm going to be sharing my story of the time I moved to a new state, the things I grappled with during that time, and what I learned about myself through that process. Hope you enjoy! Hey guys, it's Dylan here. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about moving states in the middle of high school and dealing with self-doubt. So I just wanna begin by talking about my eighth and ninth grade years. These years were the best school years of my life. And I say this in regards to friends because to me at the time, friends were such an important part of my happiness, which seems silly, but I just wanted what I considered the ideal friend group that I'd always envisioned. And I felt like I finally achieved this in eighth and ninth grade. I remember all the fun memories we had going to Six Flags every time there was a bring a friend pass or going out to eat lunch off campus at the subway or at the Chinese restaurant down the street. I was just so happy for myself and for the good friends I had made. But about three months before the end of ninth grade, my parents told me my dad was selected to apply for a new job in Virginia. And if he got it, we would have to move. I couldn't really believe it at first and I kind of initially brushed off the idea. I just thought there was no way I was going to leave this state we lived in for 13 years of my 14 years of life. Eventually, my dad got news that he got the job, and we made a cross-country move to Virginia. On our last day before we arrived at the airport, I remember driving around my house, asking our taxi driver to drive around one more time, and then another time, and then he got slightly annoyed, so we just had to go. I bawled on the way to the airport, but as soon as I stepped onto the plane, those tears went dry. I think I was just very confused and not used to the situation, And I honestly felt like we were just going on a vacation to visit some of our family members who happened to live in Virginia as well, like we always did. We had a few weeks to adjust to living in this new state before school started. For these first few weeks, we lived with our grandparents and it still didn't feel like reality to me. It just, again, felt like a vacation. And I think I had a relatively good time spending time with my family that we hadn't seen in months. We finally moved into an apartment, and that's when school started. I was initially very nervous um, because the previous school I had attended was a small charter school in Texas with about 1,000 kids from grades 5th through 12th. So I was really, I didn't know what to expect at this new public school with around 3,000 kids from 9th to 12th grade. I was worried it would be like that stereotypical public school high school that's in those early 2000s movies with the jocks, popular mean girls, etc, which seems really unfair, but at the time that was just my mindset. And I think that was just because I had no idea what I was going into. And for some reason I just assumed that everyone had already established friend groups from ninth grade, which was really not the case, but I just persuaded myself into believing this. It was it was true that they all pretty much grew up together, so they did all know of each other, but the friend groups weren't as established as I had thought. And I think my fear of not being able to make friends and this pressure I had to catch up with everybody motivated me in the beginning, but eventually led me to shut down completely. Well, on the first day of school, I used to, I tried to talk to as many people as possible, which still wasn't a lot since I was shy, but I felt 
I felt exhausted and stopped making an effort after seeing no immediate results. And I think the preconceptions I had about these stereotypes also caused me to cut out certain people, which was very wrong of me. And it was just like my defense mechanism because I was just not in a stable place mentally. On top of that, I was scared of what other people's perceived of me. Before I had been at the same school for five years, not needing to make new friends because I pretty much knew everybody. But here I didn't know anyone. And every time I saw someone new, which was very frequent, I automatically assumed that they would think I was weird. And I automatically assumed that if I talked, they would think I was weirder. So my solution was just to not talk at all. It was kind of ironic because I wanted to have friends so bad and I wanted to have a solid group of friends, but I didn't really make any effort. And some people reached out, but because of this fear I had, I just pushed them away. Even though deep down, I was happy they reached out. Yeah, I can totally like relate when I'm put in like a new situation where I don't know other people. I'm all like, okay, I'm just gonna like act how other people would think is normal just until like I establish some common ground with them. That's like a way that you make fake friends. So I can understand like Dylan's like doubt and worry of talking to people. Another thing that I notice about myself is that when there are new people put into like a situation that I'm already in, then I'll try to like take them in and be like, hey, do you, do you wanna like sit with us or whatever? But then sometimes I get like the feeling, oh, they probably don't want me to talk to them or they probably just wanna be left alone. But like listening to Dylan saying that she wanted to talk to people, but she was just pushing them away because she felt like they didn't want to talk to her. That's like something that I never thought of. To kind of piggyback off of uh, what Serenity said about feeling like you're putting on a fake persona, it kind of in certain situations, you kind of, I feel like you sometimes have to, but it, it's okay to a certain extent because if if you feel like you're kind of changing yourself to talk easier with people, that's fine. But um it gets really exhausting at some points and I feel like you can't um keep that up for for a long time I definitely agree like your actions were definitely understandable I think you had so much so many new things coming at you in so many different directions you were in a new place a new school and I also relate to how when you go into a new environment you always think like these people are already so close-knit you know how will I be able to fit in because I'm just like I'm a, I'm a person that nobody knows and no one knows my personality so who will actually reach out to me um I also agree with Abby's point it's really hard to keep up with the fake persona for a while because it's exhausting mentally and physically you know just to not show an authentic version of yourself um, when you so desperately want to. Yeah, that's really interesting. Like everything that you guys said, um, because at the time I didn't think the way I was thinking was normal and I just thought I was I was being weird. <laughs> so yeah, it's really comforting to hear all of you guys' perspectives and also like how you guys have experienced similar things too. So during this 10th grade school year, 
I just never showed people my real self and I spent my lunches eating alone and this was so new to me and I hated it so much because I always felt like people were staring and I was scared people in my classes would see me and think I was an outcast and um, every day after school I would I went home and I cried for an hour or two um, almost every day and this kind of became a routine for me Sometimes things like group projects where I fail to speak up or presentations where I stumbled on my words would just make me break. And thinking about not having someone to talk to on the bus or not having people to talk to in classes made me so upset that a perfectly fine day in terms of my overall mood would turn into a bad one. And I would proceed to spend that bad day feeling sorry for myself and crying in my bed about how much I hated my personality and that all my problems stemmed from that. Because of all these insecurities that I had building up, I just kind of always looked back at the good memories I had in Texas, and I really wished I could go back in time. I wish I had never moved at all, because if we hadn't moved, I wouldn't have any of these problems. And I just associated Texas with all the good memories and all of the, all of the bad memories with Virginia, and I think that was just not a good mindset to have, because I was going to live in Virginia for the rest of my life. So or just for the my last years of high school. So that was not a healthy mindset. And I began, to, I began to compare every little thing about myself with other people around me, like my friends, my family, my classmates, all those people. And those comparisons ultimately damaged my self-esteem. I saw any personality trait that was different from mine as better or superior in a way. And I just wanted I wanted those personality traits that I didn't have. And this was definitely a very toxic and unhealthy mindset to have. And I ended up falling deeper into the pit of self-doubt. So my family joined a Korean church a few months after school started. And in the midst of while this was all going on, I just had hope that this new place would give me another chance to start over. I pictured all the scenarios of me making friends and talking to so many people um, but it didn't turn out as I wanted. I once again had trouble making friends and clicking with people. I went to the church's winter retreat, which is just a one-week camp at this place where we have fellowship and worship, and at this retreat, we were not allowed to have our phones, and this was an issue because I always use my phone as my distraction or just something to show that I'm doing something when I don't have anyone to talk to, and so I was a bit worried about how, how I would handle this. Before everybody boarded the buses, um, someone encouraged me, one of the teachers encouraged me to join this group of girls who were standing and talking. And I didn't know what to do. And I felt stupid for awkwardly standing and fake laughing. And I wasn't even con contributing to the conversation because I didn't know what they were talking about. It was the exact situation that I had feared. And I went to the bathroom and cried, trying to calm myself down. The rest of the treat was okay, thankfully, because I was able to talk to one of my youth leaders and make the most of my retreat experience spiritually, but I still didn't find many friends. And looking back, it feels so silly of me to have been worrying about friends in a place that's supposed to be about God and worshiping him. But I think this just comes to show how shallow and self-centered I was at the time. I began to believe at this point that it was definitely my personality that was keeping me from making friends. So I've been in like the same situation where um, I'm like in a conversation, but I don't know what people are talking about. And um, oftentimes, like whenever I do ask people, like 
Oh, um, what are you guys talking about? Most of the time, they'll say, oh, we're talking about this, and then they'll just go back into their, like, conversation without acknowledging, like, the other people. So I think that it is really hard when you're in that situation because you said that you felt like you were shallow and self-centered but I don't know if you feel the same way but I feel like it wasn't necessarily your fault that you had to feel that way because you were put in like this situation that you kind of couldn't avoid because someone was pushing you into the situation and you had like no other choice but to try to listen to their conversation. I also want to add that I think one of the worst feelings that someone can feel is um, being alone is a different feeling, but feeling like you're alone when you're surrounded by a group of people or feeling invisible by a group of people you want to be noticed by is just really, um, it's really hard and it's a really not pleasant feeling to have because you just feel like you're not being heard and you just don't know where you fit in. So I can really tell that this time was a really hard time for you. And I feel like the difference between being alone by yourself versus feeling alone in a group of people is that you you feel uncomfortable in both situations, but in the situation where you are surrounded by people, it's kind of, there's really, there's not really an escape. Um, like you said before, you had your uh, phone. That was something you used as a distraction in those situations to feel like you're being occupied by something, which I can totally relate to because I remember at school walking through the hallways, if I had no one to talk to or no one to walk with, I would literally just pretend I was texting on my phone. Um, But yeah, so I feel like it's just a lot harder um, if no one is really paying attention to you and then there's no way out of it. Because I felt like I was isolated everywhere I went, like school and church, my self-esteem naturally declined to an all-time low. And I think the main thing that helped me was time. Because as I continued to eat lunch alone in the cafeteria, and as I continued to have nobody to talk to in my classes, I just started to get used to it. And I realized it wasn't so bad and that the world wasn't ending as I thought it was. And as time went on, I I ended up making a couple of friends here and there, which definitely helped but I also realized how much I valued alone time. And it was weird because this whole time I'd wanted friends, but when I finally had some, I realized I just wanted time to myself sometimes. Also, because I kept thinking back to times in Texas, I was so desperate to preserve those old friendships. And I actually learned to appreciate those friends more because I was thousands of miles away from them. I still keep in touch with some of them today, which has helped me since when I don't have any friends or when I feel like I don't have many friends in Virginia, I know I still have those friends in Texas. I also started realizing how nice it was to be near all my family members that lived in Virginia and also hanging out with my immediate family all the time. Because before when friends were my main priority in eighth and ninth grade, I kind of made my family second priority and I didn't hang out with them as much. But now family is becoming my main priority and and I think that's helping me to appreciate them as well and just realize that they've always been here for me and they're always by my side and they're always rooting for me. So um, they were definitely 
my support system during this time. I think that's amazing that you were able to realize that your family who's always been with you is still here for you. They didn't leave when you moved to Virginia, they moved with you. So I think that's like really special that now you're able to like create a stronger bond with them, even though like your friends are still, and even though your friends are still in Texas, you're still like reaching out to them, which is really nice because often we just forget about those people in the past who have helped us and we just try to move on. But I think it's so nice that you stayed in touch with them. I was trying to think of a good way to end this podcast episode, but I couldn't really think of one because um, to be honest, this issue with self-esteem comes and goes for me. This is probably going to be a lifelong journey, but I think my moving experience really helped me to reveal this problem that was always there, but I was reluctant to confront. All the things that I experienced, I'm sure it helped me or will help me in the future, and I'm glad I was able to get through this small hurdle in my life. If you all are going through a hurdle, I hope you find comfort in knowing that it doesn't have to have the perfect ending. It also doesn't need to be super extreme to be a hurdle. It can be something like being disappointed in your grade for school or a fight you had with your sibling. Just as long as you're learning something from it, reflecting on it, or using it as motivation for something, I feel like that's enough. And also, it's okay if you're still getting through it because struggles take time and patience. And I'm pretty sure we've talked about this in our past episodes. I forgot who said it, but um, the saying, there's always a rainbow after the storm. If you think about it, rainbows are just reflections of the water from the rain. They're nothing special, but since they're so opposite and peaceful in comparison to a storm, we appreciate it that much more. Similarly, after experiencing struggles, I think it's easier to appreciate something small or normal that much more. This is just a short example, but when my dad was deployed in Afghanistan, um, the weather was very hot and he couldn't eat anything cold. So when he was able to eat one ice cube from a package that was sent to his base, he told my siblings and I that it was the best feeling in the world and it brought tears to his eyes. Something as simple as an ice cube felt like gold to him after living in a war zone where he was deprived of anything that was cold. So while my situation wasn't as severe as living in a war zone, for me, my rainbow after months of sadness and self-doubt was just all of those realizations I had, such as finally appreciating the people that were always by my side, finding positives in the move, and these realizations weren't sudden. I'm still realizing things, and I'm even realizing them as I'm talking right now. So I hope that anything I shared today helped someone out there, and as long as, long as it helped or spoke to somebody listening, I'll feel satisfied. I thought your analogy of a rainbow was very interesting, and I'm going to ask you to repeat it and expand upon it. So I just was thinking, like, I, like, I looked up what a rainbow is, just to make sure, but, like, it's just reflections from, like, the humidity and, like, water after the rain. I just thought, when after you have struggles and then you gain something from it from the rain you gain a rainbow when there's sun outside because of the existing water that was there i kind of compared that to um going through a struggle and like getting through it because like once it's all over you you will gain something from it it, it can be significant or insignificant but 
you I feel like you appreciate that so much more just because you went through that whole experience and that's why I use that analogy I think it's really interesting because when you think about it like after the rain happened all that humidity and whatever is in the air is is was there in the beginning but now it's just changed because the light is like hitting it in a different way so I think that our perspective on something is so important because it changes the end product completely yeah I think perspectives are a big important part of how you get through something and like for me specifically like learning to appreciate the people around me changing my perspective about things definitely helped me too so I really liked how you said that. I was just gonna say since I think you use this time to get to know what was important to you like your family I think in the future when you do make friends it could be a little bit Um, easier just because I think you laid a foundation for who you are and what's important to you what you are what you aren't so I think versus when you were first in that new situation I think it maybe could have been hard because you didn't know you know who you are who you were what was important to you so I think through this journey you got to learn a lot more about yourself and hopefully that will help you in the future yeah I definitely think because I was like alone a lot of the time I did use that time to reflect about myself and who I was as a person and like even though it sucked at the time I think it was necessary for my self-discovery so yeah I think that's a really good point and I hope it's true (laughs) even if it's not like even if you still have struggle making friends I think you know since you get to understand yourself more I think you'll be more comfortable you know if you are alone and that's perfectly fine I think um, we have to try and kind of understand our personalities so that we know the type of people that we're able to hang around with because um, obviously not everyone's like everyone's personalities are different and although it may seem like sometimes other people seem better or their personalities seem more ideal uh, that's you that's not the case because that's just maybe, maybe they just work differently, but it doesn't mean that you're lacking anything. And so I'm glad that you kind of, Dylan, you realized that you, you were able to really uh, figure out your personality. I just also wanted to add um, that in life, there's not just one storm. There's multiple storms that will come. Sometimes they come one after the other. But I think a lot of times, you know, as people, we just want this one end goal and we think that when your hard times end there's just going to be one great ending and it's going to be continue to be that one great ending and like with the rainbow thing we always chase after the pot of gold that we always like forget about the rainbow that's there the small moments in between the storms they're so beautiful so i hope that through finding yourself through your journey of finding yourself that you can really remember that there are those small good moments and that throughout this whole journey you are growing as a person and each day just trying and doing your best is so amazing and so brave and that you are a very strong person to be sharing your story thank you guys so much for listening and i do feel like i learned more about myself through the sharing this podcast so thank you guys so much for this Thank you, Dylan. Thank you so much, Dylan. Thank you for listening to my story. I hope that it spoke to one of you or helped you out in any way. Stay tuned for the last episode of the Founder Series where Srinidhi will share her personal story. See you next time.